Our study today brings us into chapter 9, um, and we come to a very sobering passage at the end of chapter 9. Uh, it is appointed a man once to die, and after that, to face judgment. So I have jumped uh, in Hebrews chapter 9 down to verse uh, 27, uh, and I'm racing past a big section because having established that the new covenant that we get in Jesus is better than the old covenant, the writer then goes back to talk about some of the good things about the old covenant, and then he goes back to say, but the new covenant is better. So it's sort of the same argument, um, and I, I'm jumping ahead, um, and I'm going to verse uh, chapter 9, verse 27. Just as a man is destined once to die, uh, and after that to face judgment, so Christ was sacrificed once to take away the sins of many people, and he will appear a second time, not to bear sin, but to bring salvation to those who are waiting for him. So the first 14 words of this um, talk about the fact that we are going to die. Um, and let me note that while the topic of death is uh, often ignored, pushed aside, uh, people go out of their way to, uh, to not have to think about it, to do everything they can to try and, and hold it at bay. It's not disbelieved, right? I mean, everybody, I've, I've had friends who will, have never been to a funeral and will not talk about death. And if you talk about death, they walk away. Um, so, so uh, but that's not because they disbelieve it. Right? It's because they believe it. So everybody sort of believes in death. Uh, that said, not everybody believes in judgment. And yet the Bible is very clear that we are held accountable for what we do. Now, this is I'm simplifying this perhaps more than I should, but our eternal destiny depends upon the work of Jesus, right? We are, we are saved, we are born again, we are, we are justified through the work of Jesus and Jesus alone. We don't add to that. Our good works can't even begin to add to that. They're filthy rags. So, so we secure, we are adopted into the family of God on the basis of God's love for us, and, and we, we do nothing except receive and accept. That said... We are held accountable for the lives that we live. We will be judged for what we do, for what we say, for what we don't do. So, so uh, a lot of people think that, okay, well, you know, um, if what I do doesn't matter, then I get to do whatever I want. Paul addressed that very claim. And and because there are there are people back in the first century that are saying, hey, look, if I understand grace, if it's all by grace that we're saved, then I'm not going to worry about it. And uh, Paul will say that's not actually the way it works. Uh, some people go so far as to say, well, I'm I'm going to sin, I'm going to sin abound, because then there's even more grace that gets extended to me, and grace is good, so more grace would be better. And Paul's like, yeah, no. And James, of course, will say, you know, look. Uh, uh, faith without works is dead. The, the works isn't, isn't, uh, isn't rescuing or supplementing the faith, but it is authenticating the faith. So about half of the parables that Jesus tells are celebrations of grace. They're radical, shocking, disruptive celebrations of grace. 
But another half of the parables are all sort of about a little bit more of a meritocracy. They're a little bit more about those too much is given, much is expected. And, and Jesus tells us, right, don't store up treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and thieves break in and steal. Store up your treasures in heaven where they will be, right? And, and you will be held accountable. Nobody gives up anything for me, but they're not going to get it back a hundredfold. And so... This is a uh, this is a disruptive passage for Christians to hear. I am accountable for what I do with what's been given. And the more that's been given to me, the more accountable I am, the more that is expected of me. So, look, on the one hand, we say, I actually want a world that's just. I want bad guys to suffer, right? I want, I want, you know, people that are jerks to sort of get their their due. Uh, I want God to punish wickedness. Except uh, the wickedness that's in my own life. Like, I want jerks to suffer except when I'm the jerk. Uh, And so there is is something that ought to be disruptive here. And uh, uh, look, ultimately... Uh, I think being disrupted and a little unsettled by this is the right thing. And there are promises, right? He who began a good work in you is going to complete it until the day of Christ Jesus. And so we look to Jesus, we race to Jesus, but understand, right? Uh, we are expected to discipline ourselves to godliness. We're expected to press ahead, right? This, the Christian life is not described as being uh, easy, the, the grace of God is freely flowing and we can rest in it, but we are all expected to love and serve and give and sacrifice on behalf of others and on behalf of the kingdom of God. So there's some tension there. Live with the tension. Serve. Have a good day.